This is your quintessential family sitcom. Ray yes. and his wife raising their kids with the overbearing parents who are always there. Every sitcom has the nosy, annoying neighbor who's always over. In this case, it's his parents. Right. <laughs> Doris Doris Roberts absolutely kills me on here. Peter Boyle. Yes. Um, th- those two and Robert, for sure, steal this whole show for me. Yes. It's, it's strange that it's Everybody Loves Raymond because I, I, I will say... The, that that trio of Doris Roberts, Peter Boyle, and Brad Garrett really steal the show. It's like <laughs> well, to be fair, they are the everybody, and everybody yes, loves Raymond. They are the so everybody. they're top. They're top built. If you go by the rules of I Love Lucy, when they f- were fucking with Desi, when they said, "Well, you are top build. You're the I and I Love Lucy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the everybody, and everybody loves Raymond. So the show is really about the crumbling of a marriage and the. Uh, the strength one wife has not to murder her, everyone around her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder what's on the tube. Welcome back. Thank you for being a friend. What you talking about, Willis? You are a meathead. you don't touch that dial adjust those bunny ears because what time is it jay it's time to give thanks because you're listening to sitcom my face i'm jay that's nick and uh we're back to a formula. We're talking about a show tonight. What are we talking about, pal? T- tonight, uh, you know, th- th- this was uh, m- my choice this time. It was Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. But first, God damn it, people. We talked about fucking dying. What are you doing? I don't know. Well, let's see. We, we had a, a, f- a few deaths. Uh, you want to go over the first one there? I'm not a big Batman fan, but to me, I would say probably the best Batman, Kevin Conroy. Right. Voice of the animated series among what the he did Batman Beyond as well, didn't he? The yes. follow up. Yes, he did uh, Batman the Adam- animated series. He did Batman Beyond. He also did the voice in many DC animated movies. Movies, which uh, a lot of times those movies are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, DC has the better record with the animated movies. And he also played a live action Bruce Wayne on the um, the, the special Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover uh, event of a few years ago on uh, the CW. I know I bought a nice big box set of a bunch of the animated movies the Batman movies. I think it was on Black Friday last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a couple of good ones. I mean, there's a couple of stinkers in oh, there. Yeah. But there's for the most part, there's a lot of pretty good animated Batman movies. Oh, yeah, very much so. Most of them are better than Batman Forever <laughs> or Batman and Robin. Yes. <laughs> yes. M- m- most <laughs> things are better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's hard to beat Sing them Batman. with me. <laughs> good yes, God. No. Yeah, I'll, he was in, uh, what, Yoga Hosers, right? He had a cameo in that. Yes, he actually... And, you know, he said, Kevin come Smith. along, Robin. <laughs> yeah. And I know probably your favorite comedian has also passed, Gallagher. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. He, 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 he was a smash. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh! Yes. Yeah. Watermelons of the world unite. You, you, you can breathe a uh, sigh of relief as 
Gallagher has uh, passed. One of those comedians who can get on stage and shoot his seed all over the audience and be celebrated for it. Yep. Yeah, it, like I, I think the first like kids are like, what the fuck are they talking? About? Yeah, the, 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 the first act I remember like watching on TV where people in the audience, like for the first, you know, few rows or so had the plastic ponchos. You know, ponchos or that plastic to, you know, like uh, to save themselves from like getting splattered with a uh, watermelon. I interviewed on my old show. I interviewed this like guy. What he he did like live performance art, and he would get banned everywhere because he would fucking cut himself and bleed everywhere. Ah. And he said he told me he was inspired by Gallagher, but he wanted it to be blood instead of watermelon. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He so, would hand so, out so ponchos to the fucking some men's blood. Yeah, like you know, like they he always would, say. He would hand out ponchos to the front couple rows, and they'd go, "What's this for?" And he goes, "You just you're gonna want to wear that." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and and uh, thirdly, in the sitcom world, uh, Robert Clary, who was who played Corporal LeBeau on Hogan's Heroes, Hogan's Heroes being that great sitcom, um, you know what? What's the best premise for a sitcom? Hey, let's be POWs in a Nazi camp. I don't know if I've seen much Hogan's Heroes, to be honest. I've seen the movie uh, Autofocus, where Greg Kinnear plays the guy who starred in it oh bob crane yeah death. yeah it's about his his very strange death yeah, yeah the, the strange uh goings on around his uh death and that that might be a fun pairing actually if we decide to do a commentary around that time maybe do that yeah. autofocus no no that, that actually would be a, a terrific way to uh yeah you know, it's like you know and, and enjoy the sitcom and then it's like okay let's get into the life of bob crane and what the hell happened <laughs> i feel like him and Carradine had a lot in common oh boy and and, and uh, as usual <laughs> for for our you know second season of sitcom my face rolling the guests right yeah Where rolling in guests that back there? don't show your background's kind of blurry is she back there nope um yes uh, the the guest tonight was actually supposed to be my wife Tracy and she's not feeling well so she took a rain check we don't have enough fucking pull to get your wife on the show. Apparently not, and 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 she was so excited that day, like she was, you know, uh, you had called me on uh, Facebook, and uh, you know, like you know, she 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 was above me in the background there, and it's like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, well, I guess that didn't work out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just here, getting Nick? over being sick. <laughs> what but, the hell are we doing here? Nick? <laughs> but, but cancel this fucking show. Ah, uh, nah, nah, nah. But we, we we do have a great show that we watched this week. Everybody loves Raymond, and hey, speak for yourself. Hey, 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 hey. Um, <laughs> Everybody loves Raymond aired on CBS from '96 yes, to 2005. Yeah, it actually nine season run. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Pretty good. Oh yeah. Created by uh, Ray Romano, based on the comedy of Ray Romano. And and Phil, Phil Rosenthal. Rosenthal, yes, a very integral part of the creation of this show, I would say. Yes, yeah, this was the '90s though, when basically all of the top shows were based on the comedy of a a, a random comedian. Yep. So the, I think the networks were just in the clubs, going, "All right, who are we plucking next?" Yeah. Well, if you think about shows based on a comedian's, you know stand up you know slash material and that well, I'll say of course the one that you know comes to mind is Seinfeld 
That's number one. Seinfeld, Roseanne. Roseanne. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Those are some of the big ones of the 90s, at least. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, okay, so then you have, you know, uh, Raymond. You have also um, uh, uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. He actually had two shows. <laughs> he was cable, though. He wasn't as successful. True, true. He was never number one like the other shows. Oh, uh, exactly. Now, now, this show, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, was in the top 10 for uh, a good long while. Okay, from season three on, the show only once was not in the top 10, and that was because it was 12. <laughs> Other years, it was number four, seven, nine. 210 episodes. And uh, was as far as primetime Emmys, was nominated for 69 of them. Excellent. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it won 15 of them, 10 of them for the acting roles. It was also nominated for 21 SGAs, uh, uh, SAGs, uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, which it won one. And also it won a Writers Guild of America Award for uh, the Italy episodes. For... For Emmys, I read something like the mom with Doris Roberts won like four. Yeah. I think the wife won two. I want to say Ray and Robert both won one. And then I believe Peter Boyle was the only one that was ever nominated but didn't win. Is I that believe correct? you are right as far as you know, like uh, who, who was nominated but not. Yeah, not not a winner. And also, you know, being part of that CBS lineup, you, you did have some crossovers that. You know, it ha- happened uh, with, with uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. That that was the other big thing, it seemed, at that time. There are two two sitcoms that I know of that take place in the same universe. I'm sure you can name at least one of them. Okay, wh- one of them that yeah, we'll touch on a couple is um, every, uh, Everybody Loves... How about <laughs> Everybody Loves King of Queens? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> everybody Loves Doug. <laughs> yes, King of Queens with uh, Kevin James. Although you know, mm-hmm. we do have some strangeness that in the first two seasons of Raymond, Kevin played Kevin, and then yes. uh, uh, yeah, like season three on, he was Doug Hefferton. Uh, if you want to give me another, oh, you have more than two. Well, no, no, I, I was going to say yes. I have oh, one okay. other one. <laughs> the nanny. Yes, the nanny. The nanny also takes place in the world of Everybody Loves Raymond. And I guess that's because Fran Drescher and him went to high school together. Yes, actually, at Hillcrest High School in Jamaica, Queens. Yeah, <laughs> they, they were actually high school classmates. There was also an episode of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, which had a double crossover. It was Raymond with King of Queens and Becker. What was what was the last Cosby show called? Oh, uh Every lo- <laughs> everybody loves roofies. Oh no, wait, no, that's not it. Uh, I think it was the same wife from the Cosby yeah, Show, Felicia but I think Rashad, they owned like a but, um, coffee shop or some shit. Yeah, I forget. Or what a bookstore. It was something like that. Whatever that version of the Cosby Show on at that time, they also crossed over. So you had like Doug deliver a package on that Cosby Show, and then yeah, Becker and everybody loves Raymond, and them would. Did, did something the same night but i guess those episodes were not sold into the syndication packages because of different rights holders 
That's it. Yeah, that's really interesting about that because, you know, you're, you're thinking it's like, oh, you know, it's got to be part of the whole package. It's like, well, because of the other characters there, you know, like regarding the other shows. Well, yeah, wh- where are the rights on those? One uh, Somebody has commented on our one of our YouTube videos that they love Becker and they want us to cover Becker. Oh, I'm definitely up I'm for sure that. at some point we'll have to, uh, you know, pop a pill and take in the Cosby show. <laughs> like I said, you know, the uh, the subtitle, Everybody Loves Roofies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we are now covering Everybody Loves Raymond. And I have a feeling somewhere in the future we will be covering uh, The King of Queens. Ah, yes. I, 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 would, I would even predict the near future. So what was your uh, you you watched the show probably from day one right when it originally aired? Yeah, I, I was a big uh, Ray watcher. I actually had seen Ray Romano like in stand up, um, you know, like on you know, like some stand up specials. And it's like, oh, this guy's funny. I actually have the book. Your premium blends or some shit like that, whatever that was. On. Yeah, or, or young comedian special when Ray was mm-hmm. actually a young comedian. <laughs> he is definitely not that now. Just just saw him on Celebrity Jeopardy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, I saw him, you know, like doing his stand-up, and I saw him also... Uh, oh. I saw him at the urinal next to me, and I looked over. <laughs> I was impressed. I figured I ought to follow this guy. Exactly. <laughs> That's a Jersey boy representing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, when he came out with the sitcom, I'm like, okay, got to check this out. And of course, Peter Boyle was in it, who I love from you. You know the movie, Young Frankenstein. Yep. And uh, hey, putting on the Ritz. If you're blue, uh, so did you watch the first episode? The, did you watch the pilot? No, I did not revisit the pilot. No. Okay. Yeah, the the main characters of Everybody Loves Raymond. You have Ray Ma- over the cast real quick. Yeah, yeah. You have Ray Romano as Ray Barone. Again, one of those people that likes to play a, a person with the same name. That that seemed to be a, like He's an a ongoing writer. thing in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, isn't it weird they don't often use their last name? I want that's just Correct. the tiniest separation. They almost never use their last name. No, you're, you're right. Yet they use their entire life as inspiration. It was that that really weirded me out as a kid. Be like. The Dick Van Dyke show, and then you watch it, you go, which one's Dick? <laughs> I don't know right. who the fuck is Dick. I don't know who Dick is. <laughs> which one's Dick? Which one's oh, Van? Rob and which one's a Dyke? Oh, okay. No. Um, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Rosemary. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> if any of them, Rosemary. We have Patricia Heaton playing Deborah, Ray's wife. Then we have Ray's parents. Marie and Frank Barone, played by Doris Roberts and Peter Boyle. And then Ray's brother, Robert, played by Brad Garrett. For for those... Yeah, probably my favorite part of the show. Yeah, Brad Garrett actually steals the show a lot in Everybody Loves Raymond. Although, I will say, at the very beginning, it was a little weird. He, he, he was actually kind of puffier, like heavier... Mm, yeah, and like he didn't have his voice down, if it if it makes sense. Like the the normal the rhythm, yeah, the yeah the actual the cadence, the rhythm, and the pitch of you know Robert's voice. He didn't. He added have more that down. rage. 
<laughs> he adds more rage as the show goes on. Yes. Like he'll go from that to no, 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 like to the anger, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then right back down, which is one of my favorite. But yeah, in the beginning, he's more monotone and just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, definitely but later more monotone. It builds more. And as I said, he just, uh, it was strange watching that back then. It's like, yeah, it's like Brad Garrett looked, you know, just like heavier. And then all of a sudden, we, <laughs> after that, we have normal Robert. <laughs> None of them Italian, right? <laughs> Besides Ray, Ray is even I though think they the play only Italian. Actual, yeah, a, a, Italian there. You should have an Italian dar, right? You're Italian. An Italian what? Right, like a, a Italian dar, like a gay dar, but for Italians. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think that's called Guidar. But um, uh, I dar <laughs> Guidar. That sounds like a fucking Star Wars character. <laughs> Yo, Guidar, come over here. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. Yo, put down the You want to smash? <laughs> hey, a lightsaber is a saner weapon to use. No, um <laughs> Anyway, so th- those are the main characters and of course Ray also has three children. He's got twin boys and uh an older girl. Uh the older girl. Interesting. I lo- this is the only show I know where all the kids are actually related. Yeah, no, but not in the first episode. I believe in the first episode, Did they have a different kid? there were the twins. Number one, they had different names. They were Matthew and Gregory. Yeah, I've seen that. And I believe they were played by different kids. And then it goes to Jeffrey and Michael. Yes, Michael and Jeffrey become the, the normal who are, as you were about to bring up. But what what, uh, what, what were you saying about them? Yeah, so the daughter and the twins in real life are actually siblings. Correct. I wonder if they were on set and they maybe they realized they had like a natural chemistry, especially when you're the boys were so young. Right. I bet it was probably just easier for them to actually act with their real sister, you know? True. Well, you know, you're not so fun fact of the. Oh, yes. Episode. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll bring that one out later uh, with. Uh, uh, yes. One of the twins. Yeah, one of the twins. One of the, in- well, we'll say it now. One of the twins had Charlie Brown syndrome. Good grief. Yeah, and when I say Charlie grief. Brown syndrome, it's the same fate as the guy that was the original voice of Charlie Brown, who was also on F Troop, who unfortunately took their own life. But let's get into the fun parts of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I, who I, else do we not cover in the cast? Uh we good oh, on the cast? Oh, yeah. How about uh, we'll go into Amy McDougal. Amy McDougal is played by Monica uh, Horan, or Horan. Wife of? Wife of Phil Rosenthal, <laughs> one of the creators fucking of. Fucking nepotism. <laughs> I was up for that role, but I didn't get it because I wasn't married to the fucking producer. Well, that'll teach you. And I was like there. a 10-year-old boy, but that's unrelated. <laughs> but. She was she was a good addition to this show though. I really I thought she was really good with Robert. Yes, it it was a good counterbalance. It's got to be hard to come in. She came in what maybe midway through or something. She she actually had uh, some episodes like earlier on, but then like wasn't on for a while and then came back because yeah. with, with with the uh, characters of Robert and Amy, they were on again, off again. Like together, it would, I can imagine it being hard to come into this ensemble, yes, and hold your own. And I think she did a really good job with that. Yeah, very much so. And and 
I will say just up front, this is probably one of my favorite on like sitcom ensembles. I think the, the actual casting of the show was so perfect for the characters uh, that that they played. But uh, you know, get, getting into the actual show, how would you describe just basically the premise of Everybody Loves Raymond? If someone said, "Explain the show to me." How would you explain it? This is your quintessential family sitcom. Ray yes. and his wife raising their kids with the overbearing parents who are always there. Every sitcom has the nosy, annoying neighbor who's always over. In this case, it's his parents. Right. <laughs> Doris Doris Roberts absolutely kills me on here. Peter Boyle. Yes. Um, th- those two and Robert, for sure, steal this whole show for me. Yes, it's it's strange that it's everybody loves Raymond because I I, I will say that 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 trio of Doris Roberts, Peter Boyle, and Brad Garrett really steal the show. It's like well, <laughs> to be fair, they are the everybody and everybody yes, loves they Raymond. Are the so they're everybody. top they're top build. If you go by the rules of I Love Lucy when they f- were fucking with Desi, when they said, "Well, you are top build. You're the I and I love Lucy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are the everybody, and everybody loves Raymond. So, now except for uh, Robert, maybe, but <laughs> yeah, except for Robert. <laughs> but um, with with those uh, three, as you said, you know, it's you know th- them coming over, kind of barging in, and you know, <laughs> nosing in on everything going on in Raymond and Deborah's uh, life. The show is really about the crumbling of a marriage and the. Uh, the strength one wife has not to murder her everyone around her. <laughs> yes. Because you really do feel bad for Deborah most of the time. Who's yeah, just... Yes, you do. Because Ray Ray himself, he, he he's he's kind of an every guy, Italian American, you know, f- you know like father, husband that doesn't necessarily help around the house. He's a sports writer. He's, you know, he, he, he himself Here's your is... trivia. What was the name of his column, his sports column? Oh, uh, well, I, I know the uh, the newspaper it was in. It was in New York Newsday, but uh, what was the name of the column? I can't remember. More than a game. Oh, yes, you're right. Because the first, <laughs> the first, uh, not episode, but, you know, the, the first article, the, the, the first column with more than the games talks about you know, like how uh, he and his dad like bonded really over sports uh, and you know, like coming home from the Mets game and how, how it was like a different experience with him and what you know it was more than a game and of course at the end of the article is also to to the person sitting next to me will you marry me and the person that's reading the article is Frank. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, Frank re- re- reads out loud the proposal from Raymond to Debra, and Marie is the one that accepts. <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate for this show. Very appropriate. And the the other funny thing that they uh, bring, you know, they, they mentioned on the intro. Now, this, this is an uh, interesting thing about this show. There were, it's not about the kids. <laughs> it's not about the kids. It's it's the about the kids. It's, are it's, it's a in family, show, like. but the show is not about the kids. 
And yeah. that's is it the original opening where he says that? It's not about them or something. Yeah. One of the openings he says. Yes, I, like I, I have a, a, a girl and t- a twin boys, Michael and Jeffrey. Yeah, but but it's not about the kids. And th- it kind of goes against the stereotypical family shows, the, the especially sitcoms, that, hey, you know, it's like, okay, this episode is about, okay, Allie... Uh, gets in trouble at school, and this one, Michael and Jeffrey are sick, or sick, you know, something like that. But no. it's rarely the scene with the dealing with the daughter about it. It's usually the husband and wife bitching at each other about how to handle it, or something. Like. Yes. I, I noticed that a lot in this. There's a lot of lo- probably the most common fucking line in this whole show is, "I'm gonna go check on the kids because they're always in another fucking room." Yep. Not in the main, not in the uh, main uh, living room. Uh, uh, they're upstairs. A lot of times in bed. they're upstairs. A lot yeah. of times they're upstairs. Yeah. We'll go check on the boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. You could tell they remembered that in the writer's room. Like, oh, yeah, we should probably put something in there to, <laughs> so they know the kids are still alive. But <laughs> there, there, are, there are a lot of recurring, like, uh, not just lines, but themes. You know, got, you know, got to check on the kids. Yeah, if, if one of the actors or someone has to go off screen, yeah, got to check on the kids. Uh, an- another thing is... There is an episode early on where for for Christmas Ray gets Marie and um and Frank the fruit of the month club which they absolutely So hate. many pears. What am I going to do with what, all these what pears? What am I going to do with all these pears? Raymond, you take them. I think them. you're supposed to eat them, ma. But there's so <laughs> many. How can anyone eat all these? <laughs> well, you get another box next month. More pears? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I think a it's different a different fruit, fruit ma. <laughs> <laughs> but again, give the, the, share the, them the, with so and so. They have their own pairs. <laughs> the 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 show takes the most mundane things about you know, like just <laughs> a family. And, That's you know, what I was just, going just to say. Is this, this is really the show about nothing. This show's about absolutely nothing. And it's, nothing it's, at all. It's really it's a show about family. But just the nothingness, not the nothingness, but just all the stupidity and like bickering and all the other things that go on within a family. But there's so rarely any fucking jeopardy of any sort on this show. Right. There's like there's never like, oh, they're going to get divorced or you know what I mean? There's never like a moment where it goes past like being bitterly fucking annoyed by your in-laws or your husband or you know that's just what it is it'll there'll be a whole scene of someone pouring cereal into a bowl and and then there'll be the rest of the episode is why everyone's annoyed by it you know that kind of yes. shit <laughs> yes and, and i think that's one of the things that i liked about it because it was it, it wasn't the it's very uh, non-threatening yeah no well, it's not just non-threatening though but it was also a lot of the things you can relate to better because like, okay, it wasn't some crazy going on, like say some, some strange scenario in friends where, you know, like Phoebe's, you know, you know, like, and, and her, and her, you know, twin sister Ursula, you know, is now doing porn and Phoebe, it's like, no, it's not necessarily that it's just like, okay, you know, yeah. Deborah borrowed a canister from Marie and Marie said, oh, yes, you borrowed this. And Deborah's like, no. And it turns out she did borrow it. But the kids are using it. You know, like, it's it's, some, it's something so mundane. <laughs> so every day, 
and you can relate to a lot of the goings on of this family. The uh, the most prominent director I found through it, his name is Gary Halverson or Halverson. He did mm-hmm. sixty one episodes of this. He also did fifty five episodes of Friends. So pretty wow. close to the same amount of both shows, nice. which is weird because I didn't really feel stylistically. I didn't really feel a connection at all to those two. But yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily think of you know you know those two. He did eight episodes of Roseanne and eleven episodes of Muppets Tonight. And a bunch of Macy's Day Parade, the Thanksgiving Parade, so relevant to the time. <laughs> Almost Thanksgiving. If you if you go to also Phil Rosenthal's like uh, resume, his biggest thing was actually he wrote a lot for Coach. That that was the he was show a that producer on Coach was he a writer as well? Yes, he was also a writer. I saw he directed one episode of Coach. Yeah. He didn't have very many directing credits, like four, and one nope. was an episode of Coach. Yeah. And I don't not, think not, he directed any of this show. No. No, it, it was mainly, he was writer and um, producer, or uh, executive producer, I should say. And then uh, the, the other things, like, he did uh, sh- shows like the 9-11 uh, Tribute Telethon. It's like, it's like, he did these other things like, okay, wait. The guy that did coach and everybody loves Raymond is doing this. It it was it was a very strange resume, and of course now if you're familiar with uh, Phil Rosenthal, uh, he he he's more into food, like the Netflix series uh, Somebody Feed Phil. He also had two guest spots on The Simpsons as a voice. I saw. Yes, yes, I forgot about as that. as like TV dad or something like that. It was weird, like random credits. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. He probably had friends over there. Uh, probably. Because I don't know if he wasn't a big enough name to be like, look, guest star Phil Rosenthal. I don't think. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those names that kind of flies by it in the credits at the end. We we described Ray. How would you describe Deborah? Uh, th- this uh, this took me a long time to appreciate Deborah when I first started watching this show because I feel like she she's great. But she always has to be the naggy, bitchy, don't say that to her face, though, uh, character, the the wife. She's like your your typical sitcom wife. And I kind of felt bad for her at first. But I guess once the more you watch it, the more you appreciate the nuances of her. Yes. Because she rarely gets a chance to, like, shine. I feel like she always was playing second fiddle. I I, I agree. The others. Which I kind of didn't love sometimes, but yeah, yeah, I I would say also she's like kind of like you know she's doing everything when it comes to their family, like you know like taking care of the kids, cooking dinner. Although it's like kind of basically stressed that she's not the greatest cook, and she's the put upon one in the family, yes. which is typically the ma- the father figure is typically the put upon. Correct. Oh, woe is me! But she's the one who's got to deal with everybody else's bullshit. Typically, yes, yeah, she's the and one. Her husband with does nothing to else. help her in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray's mom comes over many times to help her out, basically to intrude and control everything. When I'd seen the, the Emmys, I I was actually very happy to see that she got a couple because yes. it would be very easy for her to be lost in this show. And you know what? The thing about this show, the actors and actresses are so good that there are many times that 
they're just giving a look. They're not. They're, they don't mm. have lines. They're just responding with looks. And this is a show that I hope they never bring back because I don't want to see it no. without the parents. I don't want to see it without the parents, the grandparents. No, no. The, the show. I don't was, think it would work. The show was great as it was. The great thing about the show, though, too, was they one apparently one of the things the ideas behind of why they did what they did. They don't try to stress what time it is like you know like how like you can watch the honeymooners and still appreciate it because they're not telling you it's like oh it's a 1950s or you know like uh a family and stressing everything else that's going on around uh stressing oh this event is happening or oh this person's uh the president they don't go into any of that so it's basically a timeless sitcom yeah, I'm trying to. There wasn't even that many like big guest stars that I recall that there, would there, date there it too much. There were a few much. cool ones, like uh, one one of the ones like in episode three, Gene Stapleton, of all the family fame, <laughs> played Marie's sister. Who, really? Who, who, who's who's having a basically a feud with Marie, uh, over when she attended uh Ray and Deborah's wedding. Marie put her at a table so far away from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the guest stars that I would consider some of the betters, too, they went on to become more frequent regulars, too, like your Fred Willard and your uh, yes. Georgia Engel and your Chris Elliott. They all kind of became recurring characters, so I don't even count them as guest stars anymore. Right. Before Chris Elliott, do you know who played his part there was another brother. I don't remember. Yes. I have seen this whole show probably once through before. Okay. Because I have all the DVDs because I've mm-hmm. mentioned the DVDs are garbage, at least the first couple seasons. Y- yeah, you were you telling can't, me. You have to pick every individual episode to watch. You cannot hit play all on a fucking DVD. That's, which that's sucks. stupid. Uh, also, was your quality really shit on Peacock? Because mine was. This show looks like trash on there. Uh, I think I think mine was okay. I think even when I looked on the digital like Voodoo, yeah, it wasn't HD. I don't know if this is HD anywhere. Oh yeah, you know I I wasn't even like paying attention to that, but you know what? Let us know if you find this HD because I think even when I looked on Voodoo to like because they had like they have the complete series sales every now and then, yes. and I remember I didn't buy it one time. I'm pretty sure it was because it was it not HD. HD. Huh. But anyway, who was the first Chris Elliott role there? Well, Chris Elliott plays Peter, who is Amy's brother, who has a comic book store. And there's an earlier episode where Ray has to go to that comic book store to get a hacky-do card for... Um, it was Comic Book Man the whole time? <laughs> yes, it was Comic Book Man the whole time. No, it... <laughs> But Ali wanted a Hackadoo card, which basically is a Pokemon card. And um, the person that is playing the role that Chris Elliott would take is Paul Rubens, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman himself. Oh, interesting. Yes. Which I, I think I think Phil Rosenthal had some kind of credit for a Pee Wee Herman special as well. Oh, okay. 
that that would make sense then. Sure, yeah, I want. Uh-huh. It might have been just like a thank you though, or something. But that, yeah, I think he has some connection to him. Then I don't know if that was before or after this, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to think because like I know there were a couple of earlier Pee Wee Herman specials like on HBO years ago, and then hmm. you know like afterwards, then you got like the uh, you know uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and uh, like other appearances there. Pee-wee's play with himself house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> play, play, play with yourself in the movie house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. It's like, what's that? Oh, it's just Jurgen's lotion. No, um. <laughs> but, That's the but, word of the day. Way, wee, <laughs> Jurgen's. <laughs> Yay. But, uh, okay. Marie. Marie Barone is, what do you say? The mom you wish you had, who will feed you and smother you in love. My mother is not Marie Barone. (laughs) (laughs) My my mother was a, hey, there's SpaghettiOs in the cupboard. I'm going to the bar. Marie Barone was like, oh, my sweet little boy. I love you. You're the most perfect thing in the world. Let me make you a... (laughs) A feast at 9 p.m. before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the, the key word, I think, is like, yes, yeah, smothering with love and also control. Like, by, by doing these things, mm. she can control her family. And Deborah describes her as evil. <laughs> yes. To her, she's the most vindictively evil bitch. <laughs> yes. What was the one where she went to go make dinner and she like gave her the recipe but she reluctantly gave her the recipe and switched one ingredient so she'd fuck it up well well put a fake label on it and everything yes you put a fake label on on a um it said basil but it was actually tarragon (laughs) which has a very different she made a fucking label it fits perfectly she's like she's evil (laughs) what is wrong with you so funny oh god she, she literally will say, it's like, here, I brought over food. And like, uh, Deborah will be like, well, I made this. It's like, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that away for you. <laughs> I was going to, that was a question I was going to ask you. Do you think Deborah's actually a bad cook? Because the kids don't like her food. Right. Ray don't like her food. Obviously, the mom, Marie, is always talking about how bad her food is. Do you think she's actually a bad cook? Or do you think that they're just so keen to the idea because of, Marie always shitting on it. I th- I think it's a little of both. I think it's actually part of both. One, yeah, like Marie makes the, because the quality of Marie's cooking. Because what else is she doing every day? You know, be, cooking and cleaning. That those are the two things she does. And and again, barging into the, the like uh, <laughs> into Ray and Deborah's house. But okay, so between the quality of Marie's cooking. And the fact of, you know, like, it, it sounds like Deborah is so worn down and stressed in that, that, yeah, well, maybe her cooking's not up to, you know, <laughs> Murray level. One blurb I read on, the, I think it was on the IMDB facts or something. It was like, why do the parents and Robert always come in the back door when they live across the street and the front door is way closer? So they're always walking around the back of the fucking house. To storm in the kitchen door. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. Well, <laughs> like, what? 
it is, it is weird, yeah, how they sometimes come in through the back. Wherever the characters are, they that's like, ah, fuck it. Just have them come in the back door. Right. Or just drive through the front wall, one of the two. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you watched that one, too, where <laughs> <laughs> where uh, where, the, where they backed up into <laughs> the uh, into the house. That's one of our sitcom tropes, drive through the fucking house. Yes. Urkel did it, right, on Family yes, Matters. Urkel did it, and then on Full House. Stephanie did it on Full yes. House. Yep. And then uh, Marie did it on Everybody yes. Loves Raymond. It, yeah, and... <laughs> What, what was it though? Because Frank was in the car too, and it's like, yeah, you know, like I told you to, you know, to look out. It's like I, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't wearing my glasses. I couldn't see. It's like it was a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that was the episode also that Ray actually finally lost his cool with his parents because <laughs> the wallpaper that they replaced the old wallpaper with didn't match <laughs> now robert how, how would you describe robert barone the the second most loved of two brothers <laughs> <laughs> yes. always living in the shadow of his brother who his parents think are perfect for some reason well at least his mother does yes his, his mother yeah like smothers raymond with love Robert lives with them for a good portion of the show, but at the same point, yes, they did, Marie does not show the same love for Robert. What and one of the reasons he's got a little disdain for his brother because of it. Most of yeah. In fact, the name of the show. Yes, everybody, everybody loves, loves Raymond. Raymond, which apparently Ray hated the name of the show. Mm-hmm. He wanted to change it, and they said, ah. Maybe in a little bit, you know, we'll change it. And then it was like number one, they said. And he went in. He's like, all right, it's time to change it. And they said, we can't change it. The show's no. number one. <laughs> it's like, don't touch it. Hey, if it if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. Um, But uh, one of the th- reasons possibly that Marie doesn't treat him with the same uh, love and such is, did, did, did you uh, watch the episode where they talked about when Robert was born, <laughs> Mm-mm. or 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 where Robert figures out when he was conceived, <laughs> can you imagine that baby coming out of that tiny woman? No, <laughs> that giant fucking baby coming out of that tiny short ass woman. She's lucky to be alive. Exactly, but uh, apparently Frank and Marie were not married. When Marie got pregnant oh, right, with Robert, right, right, right. yeah, I did. I seen a clip of it. Yeah, one of the episodes I watched was the two-part clip show from like season. Oh, it, which was interesting because it had people six. like Ma- Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart, like some of the people that we love. Ron <laughs> Howard, <laughs> yeah, it's Clint like Howard, Ron Howard, yes, Richard Cunningham himself. Hmm. But I, I I didn't watch those two because. Being that it was a clip show, I'm like, okay, let me just get to the actual episodes and uh, get through that. But, yeah, I think that was season six that they mm-hmm. do that two-part clip show. But, yeah, like, Robert is always, you know, second fiddle to Raymond. Robert is a giant of a man <laughs> with a very low <laughs> voice <laughs> or, or baritone voice. Basically, for, for, for the kids out there listening... Yes, Robert was um, a brother bloat, uh, the, the uh, pufferfish from 
Finding Nemo. And he was um, Stromboli, also from um, Pixar's Ratatouille. Is that the same Stromboli from Pinocchio? No, not that Stromboli. <laughs> oh, not, uh, not, well, not, I... oh not, not Stromboli. Uh, what is it? L- Linguini? Yeah, I think Linguini. Sorry. Getting my oh, pasta. Say, I think up. Stromboli is from Pinocchio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Stromboli's Pinocchio. Yeah, Linguini. And you mentioned Honeymooners earlier, and I remember he did that TV movie where he played Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason, yeah. Which, Pretty ha- well, you, from what I have recall. Have you watched that? It's been a while, but yeah. It came out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always wanted to get you know, to watching that, but I haven't been able to. I think to it was on YouTube years ago. It might still be on there. Okay, I got to check that one out. Because that came out, I think, while this show was on still. Yes, yeah, it was near the ending of the show. Like, like latter years of the show. He's got the... The, the actual weird tick that Ray's real brother has, which Ray's brother is actually a real cop as well, I guess. Yes. But he's got, they always taps his food to his chin before he eats it. Yeah, they, they, they call it crazy chin. Where, yeah, yeah. B- before he puts it in his mouth, he's got to touch it to his chin and then it goes in his mouth. <laughs> which I guess, yeah, his, I guess Ray's real brother does that, so he threw it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they talked to uh, Phil Rosenthal about like, well, didn't you want this show to go longer? It's like, yeah, we ran out of like, like family quirks, that, like because they were drawing from their own families. <laughs> the whole crew. They said the whole crew yes, the and whole everybody crew. would throw their stories in, and yes, and that's how we got a lot of these stories. And the well, characters. that's that's the thing too is like because the show's so mundane. It's like people probably tried to pitch actual stories and they're like, we don't want your real fucking stories around here. We want the most fucking ridiculous, small, stupid thing, you know? Yep. So and I it, bet it, you someone was like, oh, I got a bank robbery story. No, nope, too exciting. Too much. Too yeah. fucking exciting. No, nope, not for this show. You know, it, 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 it's like, that's unbelievable. Right now. Now, if you said you went to the bank and you forgot like you know like your wallet there and you mm-hmm. know you know something to that effect and you know like the, the saga to get your wallet back that would be more I didn't revisit it this uh, this viewing but in my past history of the show I, I I recall really loving the episode where the entire episode is just uh Deborah and Ray being really passive aggressive about him leaving his suitcases on the stairs yes Yes, that is a great episode. <laughs> like the whole fucking episode is just <laughs> who, about this who, fucking suitcase. Who's going to take suit- the suitcase upstairs and and empty it? He comes from back from like a trip or something and he just kind of puts his suitcases on the stair the, yeah, la- on the middle landing, landing yeah. there. Yeah. And the whole, and leaves it there and it's just this whole fucking battle. <laughs> and and But um, it's real passive aggressive and not like direct or, you know. Oh, and and passive aggressive that's a great way also to describe Murray. <laughs> yes. I would say that's a pretty good episode, probably, if you've not seen the show, to kind of get the vibe of the show. Yes. Yeah, that that is a good one to uh, start around with. Okay. Frank Barone. How would you describe Frank? Um, he's my spirit animal. He, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, he just wants to eat and sleep. That's what the man wants yep. to do. He's like, why the fuck are you interrupting me, my day with your nonsense? I just want to eat and sleep. Marie, make me some lunch. Yep. Uh, got some of the greatest one-liners in this show. Yes. Whenever you need a button for a scene, I feel like they went to a, a crazy Frank line. Like the that maybe the craziest moment of the show is when Ray and 
Robert are like spray painting the house and Marie walks out the door and they paint her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that, spray paint her. That's probably like the craziest like scene. Right. That's like the extent of like the, the physical comedy, I would say, of a show like this. Everyone's dying laughing. And then he still gets an extra laugh when Frank walks by and says, that's going to need another coat. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even, like, look nope. at the camera. His back is to the camera. <laughs> he just passes by and says, that's going to need another coat, and continues to walk off frame and escalates the laughter. Like, that's the kind of shit he could get away with. I I, I love still, there's one line that just, like, does it for me. Like, um, the episode, it was one of the Christmas episodes where it, um, you know, Ray and Deborah, they they've always had a problem when giving Marie and Frank a Christmas gift. So what Raymond decides is that year they're getting toasters for everyone engraved, you know, like with their names, you know, from Ali, uh, Michael, Jeffrey, Ray, and Deborah. So what what is happens? Will they go is, to return it or something? Yes, because what uh, happened yeah, is yeah, yeah be, before Christmas they re- they didn't even open the box. They returned it, got a coffee maker. Mm-hmm. And now they, they go back to Bloomingdale's to return the coffee maker to get the original toaster back. And like Frank wants to do it his way. Just like, you know, let me handle this. Let me talk. You know, and we can get both the coffee maker and the toaster. But Mar- Marie is talking and you know, Fr- Frank back talks her. And she's like, what, what, what am I? Some kind of trophy wife for you? It's like. <laughs> Goes, You're, You're a, a trophy, trophy wife. Trophy wife. What contest, contest in hell, hell did I win? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And 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 the stunned look on his face. It's like you're a trophy wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What contest in hell did I win? <laughs> that was on the clip show. Oh and, yeah. Uh, no, I I can imagine. The great. Um, Marie line too when they had this statue that looked like a giant vagina. Yes. <laughs> Which and apparently in the living room. shown in the UK for years. <laughs> There's just this giant vagina statue. That's all it looks like is a vagina. And Marie's just staring at it. And she just goes, Oh my god, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, because it was supposed to be abstract art, but right. <laughs> then, then, then for, you know, the first ones to notice are Ray and Deborah. <laughs> it's like, wait, doesn't that look a little, you know, female to you? <laughs> like, it's like, oh my god, the last person to realize it is Frank. He's looking at it at the uh, at uh, what you want this because uh, Marie took a, a class, so like. All the students put their art on display, and Frank is still staring at the thing, and the janitor goes by. Oh, you know what that looks uh, to me like? And he whispers in Frank's ear, and Frank looks at it, and what is a Frank Barone main, uh, you know, like, uh, line, but holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, that is a line that is uttered many times by Frank. And we'll get the best laughs because of his timing. <laughs> what uh, What's your favorite episode of the whole show? Do you have one? 
Favorite episodes? I know this well, is more your baby, so oh, this yeah, show no, I no, think this, is is one one that you've been talking about since the very yes, beginning. Yeah, I loved I love this show. Um, uh, one of them is she's the one. That's the episode where Robert is uh, dating this girl, and uh, she speaks four languages. She's beautiful, head to toe. She's smart. She's funny. Uh, Deborah invites her over. Uh, so like, you know, both her and Robert over so they can meet. And so basically they can, you know, check out who Robert's dating and everybody is loving this girl. And then Ray notices something while we like, they, they had stepped into the kitchen. Robert is asking Deborah and Ray. It's like, oh, what do you think? Yeah, I think this may be the one. And Ray happens to notice that the girl she killed a fly that you know, like happened to also as you know, like again the joke about Deborah's cooking. It's like oh, I guess somebody else likes her cooking and a fly. The girl, you know, smacks her hand. She gets a fly. She puts it in her napkin, and when she thinks nobody is watching, she picks it up and eats it. <laughs> <laughs> this is also one of the crazier things that happens in an episode, <laughs> and then. When Ray is trying to tell Robert and Deborah, but when he said because he was about to bring in like like uh, coffee or tea to everyone, you know, like you know, bring it into the living room, and he sees this, and he's explaining to them, it's like the fly. She 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 she, she put the fly in her towel. She picked it up, <laughs> and the way he says this, he almost literally falls. Like, like faints from saying this. He he goes like, and she ate it. <laughs> I watched inside the actor's studio with the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond, and literally when he did that, it's like all the blood rushed, and he almost f- fell over <laughs> saying that line. And she ate it, <laughs> which makes makes watching that line all the better. All the better. <laughs> and when nobody else believes him, Robert goes back to her apartment. And, you know, they, you know th- things get a little hot there. And she's basically, oh, you're know, like, I'll meet you in there to go into the bedroom. Robert goes into the bedroom and she's a big fan of frogs. <laughs> she's got, like... Like aquariums full of frogs all over. And even in the closet, like he's looking for an escape. He opens the closet. There's more, more aquariums full of frogs in there. So so one of the, the other great lines from this episode comes. Robert's climbing out the window. It's raining out. He's hanging from the windowsill. And she's like, what are you doing? And it's like, uh, uh, I was going to go out and get us some uh, ice cream. Um, you know, you know, Rocky Road, chocolate chip. I hear you like a different topping. <laughs> of which she, you know. Would that be a deal breaker for you? If you found out your wife like flies? <laughs> what if you know, she, you found out she's been hiding it all these years? 
Nah, and nah, she's that, been that, that, that wouldn't be a, a deal breaker. But, <laughs> but yes, for like, they, wouldn't there be disease involved? <laughs> I don't know. Flies over on some cow shit, then she eats it. <laughs> then she ate it. <laughs> my some of my favorite things I watched on YouTube. I watched some of the blooper reels, and oh God. Uh, like apparently they would they liked Ray never to do the same line. Because, like oh. not only for the audience, but to see what would work in the scene. So whenever there was like a, a punchline, he was ad libbing a different yes. punchline, and he would constantly fuck up Brad Garrett, who never yes. expected anything he was going to say. And those yeah, were would, some of the funniest. Yeah, they would I remember one. Up. They're sitting in the dining room. They're sitting in like a, maybe a wedding reception or something. Mm-hmm. And he finally just goes, I did my line. Do yours. Just do whatever the hell you want. Because like, <laughs> he would always give his line and then he would get a new punchline and he couldn't finish. Oh, my God. Uh, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, they said they, sometimes he would come up to like 20 different punchlines in a scene. Holy crap. <laughs> in, in, the, in the words of Frank. <laughs> I guess he was pretty good on the fly with whatever, you know. Yes. I, wa- I tried to watch one from each season. Mm-hmm. Some of them were two-parters, though, like the Italy one I watched in oh, season yes. five. Oh, yes. Italy was a two-parter. The great, best great of what I watched with, both parts of that. With with, with Stefania, <laughs> who, who worked at the gelato shop. The first season I watched The Game, where they play Scruples. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a fun one. And you, you could tell that Deborah, um, uh, was it Patricia Heaton, must have been yes. pregnant in this episode. She's wearing a giant shirt. And constantly carrying laundry basket, standing behind chairs. Yes. All your cliche sitcom things they do to cover up a pregnancy. Yeah, and I think she was, like, pregnant a couple of times on this sitcom. So that's why also some of, like, she wasn't in many scenes at times because the scenes that she could be in, they had to hide it. And then this one was just so blatantly obvious. (laughs) Like every time she'd cross frame, she's carrying this laundry basket so close to, you know, like it was just really standing (laughs) behind this, the chair in the living room the whole time. You're like, yeah, I get it. Uh, Season two, I watched Ray on TV, which I might've been Kevin James first appearance. Yes. I think that that was his first appearance as, as Kevin. Six out of the eight times on the show, he was Kevin and two of them. He was Doug. Actually, no, you know what? He was actually in season one. He was um, the one uh, uh, with the game um, where, where, where the, the, the basketball team. Uh, what, what was it called? Oh, Captain Nemo. That's what the uh, episode was because Robert was captain at the one point and the guys didn't like him the way he was managing. So they asked Ray to be captain instead. And, uh, and, uh, what's your, Kevin, they come over to the house to, to get Ray out of bed and that, and, uh, what's his name? Kevin James does a great, actually, imitation of Ray Romano. <laughs> oh, my head. Oh. He does that out of King of Queens when he's on there too. Yes. Times. Uh, season three, I watched the Halloween one that I think you referenced with, uh, yeah. yes. Frank playing the monster, of course, yes. as, we mentioned he was a young Frankenstein. He was the monster. Yes, but, but and and with the great line, it's like ah, yeah, because Marie dresses as Bride of Frankenstein. It's like, uh, 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 what's your doctor make 
Bad Bride, <laughs> Monster Sue Doctor. Then <laughs> he accidentally hands out the condoms to the yes, trick or treaters. Colored condoms. <laughs> thinking they're chocolate coins. <laughs> Season four, one of my favorite guest stars on the show. Uh, I watched the Cousin Gerard episode. Yes. Uh, he was on there. Gerard. He was on seven episodes, Cousin Gerard. This guy has been on every fucking sitcom, I swear. Yes. He, he, he is definitely someone Fred that, Stoller. That's his name. Yes, Fred Stoller. And he's got a whiny voice as well. And when he and Ray are going back and forth saying the word now, 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 no, no, say now. Yeah, he talks just <laughs> like Ray and Ray hates him, finds him annoying. Yes. And everyone's like, that's you, mm-hmm. bro. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's been on Bob's Burgers, My Name is Earl, Scrubs, Friends, The Norm Show, Dharma and Greg, King of Queens, Wings, Seinfeld, The Drew Carey Show, Living Single, and Coach. It's like, how many of those have we already done? He's been Mm -hmm. on those shows. And the rest we probably will at some point. We'll do, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and then season five, Italy Mm -hmm. 1 and 2, which I got to say, you said they won some awards for it. Yes. Those were some of the most boring episodes I watched, to be honest. Like, well, it, it looks nice because they're in Italy, oh, but they weren't that interesting story-wise. They weren't that interesting story-wise, though. Well, I guess, like, the, again, the Robert and Stefania and her dad, who hates Robert, and uh, the fact of Ray is hating it, like, everything about Italy until, like, the second episode, and then he finally, it's like, oh, I love it. You know, like, I guess yeah, that was the whole... I was kind of like, wow, I remembered... <clears throat> A little more substance in these, but it wasn't really that much. Uh, season six was the two best of I watched. Season seven, okay. uh, just a formality where he wants, where Robert wants to propose to Amy, and he goes to her oh, parents, God. Georgia Engel and Fred Willard, to get Fred, Fred, Fred Willard. It's like, uh, like yeah, uh, I'd like to uh, ask your daughter's hand in marriage, and then no. like they, they they look at each other, and Fred Willard just no. No, he's got. A, he's so trying to casually. win over. <laughs> yeah, no. we don't think it's right at this time or something. He says. <laughs> uh, season eight, I watched the mentor because I remembered really liking that one. Oh That's yes, f- where the this guy shows up and is t- telling the boys how great Frank is. They're your dad's so awesome, and he was my mentor. And they're like, "What the fuck does he see that we don't see?" <laughs> Um, and it ends with that great scene with the hug when they try to get Frank, hug your boys. <laughs> and they're all just stand there awkwardly yeah, in the it's kitchen. Just like, like very stiff and like. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. And then you- the, they, they build it up like they think they think that he was given this guy this great advice. But really, he just really liked Frank's style of advice, which is like, right. stop being a wussy and deal with it. Yeah, that, that's you know, the street shooting. Uh, right. That was what he gravitated to. It wasn't anything different, really. Um, and then I watched for the ninth season, I watched the finale because I couldn't remember the ending. It was a pretty it, good finale, actually. Yes, it, it was. And you know what's the strangest thing? To to this point, I hadn't watched the finale. That was the one episode I was missing. <laughs> so I, I finally got to watch the finale. <laughs> I think that we've mentioned it before, but the, the main thing that a lot of shows do wrong for a finale is it does if, if they don't make it feel like the show, like if they try to do something a little too much. This yeah. was an interesting one. Like Ray goes in for a very minor surgery, <clears throat> and there's a split second where they think that he's not going to come out of the uh, anesthesia. anesthesia. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the whole rest of the episode is is will he find out that they what happened in those moments? Well, will he find out, and will Marie find out because right. she walked away as well when that was happening? You know, like before or before they came out to say that she walked to the bathroom. For a show like this that we said is so like minute story wise, it's all really. This was a really good, I think, finale for this because it is all the characters together. It's um, it's about Ray. It's about the relationships to Ray. It's about how would they react if they were to lose him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a really good finale, and it's not one that I don't think you would like. A lot of people would be like. Remember how amazing that finale was, but it no. felt like another just good episode, episode of the of show. Ray. Right. Which I really liked. Now, when we discuss next week's show, we'll see maybe how to do a finale wrong, because I think that's yes. one of the worst fucking finales. I, I, I agree with you. I, 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 I have seen that finale, and, yeah. it, and it was like, it was just what? so disappointing to me. Yeah, it was dumb. But um, yeah, so those are all the ones I watched. Uh, uh, this is- uh, what, what, one other thing though, S- season eight, uh, the Thanksgiving episode for that. If you if you want a, a, another great episode, watch the Thanksgiving uh, episode. I think it's whose side are you on, where uh, they do a Thanksgiving pageant. So like the kids are, the the boys are dressed as Indians. Allie's dressed as a pilgrim. Ray's family are all dressed as Indians. And uh, and uh, Amy's family is dressed as pilgrims, and the whole thing that throws this whole split into besides the pageant is the fact of a bird hit the window, and Amy's mother took it, and they think, oh well, you know, like you know, she's gonna take care of it or something. No, she went <laughs> for someone so soft spoken, so you're like. Oh, and, and 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 they're supposed to be very like religious, like Amy's uh, parents, and yeah, she she basically puts it out of its misery, yeah, which is done off uh, off camera, of course. But this oh, this is being one of your favorite shows. One of the writers, the the prominent writer that I found, Tucker Cawley, who did thirty six mm-hmm. episodes of this. He did one of the shows we've discussed that we both did not like. He did. 24 episodes of the 2015 iteration of The Odd Couple. Oh. Well, how does, I that, guess how does that make you feel? The most prominent writer here did a bunch of episodes of that pile of crap. <laughs> it's like, I, I guess you can't win them all. Well, then again, Phil, Phil Rosenthal, one of the things he was known for before Raymond, besides Coach, was the show Baby Talk. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he did. This guy also did um, twelve episodes of the Mindy Project, which I've never seen, um, okay. and sixteen episodes of a show that I did like, but I don't know anyone else who's ever seen it. Uh, Up all night with uh, that was the one with um, with Gilbert and uh, Rhonda Shear. I think that was the one with Christina Applegate, right? Christina Applegate. Oh, and Will that Arnett. Up All Night. I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking of USA Up All Night. Uh- <laughs> Christina Applegate and Will Arnett, which yes. we gotta cover that show because it is the weirdest. Have we talked about that show before? I don't think we have. Yeah, it, we, you know, we, you've mentioned on many of occasion Christina Applegate, but I don't just think got a star you've on the that Walk particular of show. She just got a star on the Walk of Fame the other day. Awesome, awesome. Uh, but uh, up all night, 
it, it's an interesting study. In the first season, it was a workplace comedy, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. And the, so the second season, they made it a, a home sitcom, and it didn't okay. work. And the third season, <laughs> it was in the midst of when, remember when sitcoms started doing live? <clears throat> yes. Then they, the third season, they signed up to do a live version of it. And then it fell through because the creator left. She was pissed off at NBC, the network, and they canceled wow. it. So how many sitcoms, though, go workplace, home, and then was about to do some crazy shit like go live? And they were like, fuck this. And they just gave up. But <laughs> had Maya uh, Rudolph on it as well. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, yeah. W- one thing I know also, like uh, as a uh, side note, in season nine of Raymond, and I think uh, – some of season eight, you'll you'll notice that Frank is in the chair a lot because at that time Peter Boyle was starting to have some issues. So when Phil Rosenthal was actually on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, he was talking about it's like we want to make it easy for Peter. So you know, you know, most of his scenes are in the chair and. He got so it was less like the scenes. barber, barber Floyd on Andy Griffith show when they just kept yes. him in the chair the whole time. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Because but his was after a stroke, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they said that Doris Roberts was actually what, like ten or fifteen years older than Peter Boyle. Yeah, which was kind of weird because if you yeah. looked at them, you you thought Peter Boyle was the older one. One of the things you have to check out is the episode of SNL from the nineties with. Ray Romano as, as the host. Hmm. Yeah, he hosted. And in the mo- opening monologue, Doris Roberts and Peter Boyle show up <laughs> and are acting like he, his parents. From oh, yeah. Raymond. Like, you're not doing it right, Raymond, or something like that. Yes. How would Ray Romano say live from New York at Saturday night? Go. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. With musical guest. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. And we'll be coming back now. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to add on, Raymond? I know this is one of your favorites, so get it out now while you it, can. It, it, because... is, it is one of my favorites. And again, just in, in summation, I think this is one of the best as far as family sitcoms. It, it, it's it's just a, a, a timeless uh, family sitcom that, as you said, is like a sort of about nothing except the, the trivialities of being a family <laughs> and everything you do day to day. I don't think I ever watched it when it originally aired. I think I ended up like it was one of those shows where when Blockbuster and then we're going out of business, I bought a yeah. bunch of DVDs and I think I bought one of the seasons and okay. just happened to watch it and then kind of went plowed through it, bought all the DVDs and plowed through it. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't really there from the get go. I actually, but I did watch King of Queens when it was on, even, you know, mm-hmm. it seems kind of weird, but it, it, for a spinoff, these shows don't feel similar to me at all. Really? Right. And we'll discuss yeah, more can, of can, that can, perhaps at another yeah, uh, upcoming date or, or or such. Yeah, yeah. King of Queens to me felt more of the the crazy situation type of thing, 
while Raymond well, their was styles more, of humor are very different. For, uh, very different. You know, R- written Kevin very James differently. And, v- and very different character types. Even though they're both kind of family sitcoms. Are we ready yeah. to go to our lists? Ah, uh, yes, I think so. So anyone who may be new to the show, and we haven't discussed it in a month or so because of vacations and non-sitcom related episodes but yeah oh, yeah just, just really quick speaking of non-sitcom related things uh how's deer camp 86 going now uh, you did a couple more screenings we had screenings uh the fourth and the 14th and the 15th uh the fourth i did not go to because it sold out even before the star of the damn movie could get a ticket but <laughs> i heard it was amazing uh they were doing like testimonials and stuff i guess they're putting packages together for mm-hmm. uh presenting to certain places so i was sent a few clips of you know people praising the film which i always love i saw imdb's got some reviews up it's got like a 9.5 out of 10 up on imdb out of awesome. a good amount of reviews so i, I i've, I've I seen like some of the re- reviews out there like that uh that one video you showed me that, again you want to marry this guy at this point oh but, my uh, god you got it we got yeah, a youtube he- review and this guy I owe owe him a lap dance or a beer or both. One of the. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so and then Monday was pretty close to sold out. And then Tuesday, the opening of uh, deer hunting season, we were only about half full that day, but the weather was crap and it was opening day. So I didn't I didn't take it uh, to heart, but a, a lot of my coworkers went. So thank you for that. A bunch of my high school friends went some people I haven't seen in 20 awesome. years, friends that I haven't seen and their parents. And it was just really cool. Cause that, that's a kind of up where I grew up, about an, about an hour North of where I grew up. So sweet. Cool to see some of those people. Thank you all for coming out to that. Uh, it was great reconnecting you telling me how amazing I am really helps, uh, this head get bigger. So thank you. And again, like, I guess like in the papers, like hometown boy does good. Yeah. Yeah. They wrote one of those. That was fun. My Facebook's awesome. been blowing up with, Hey, I remember you kind of face friends requests. <laughs> I like, think oh, I yeah. Remember you. oh yeah. So yes, it's been very good. And I uh, can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. And, and again, you, you will keep us abreast of uh, future showings. Especially if you, if, 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 yes, yeah, or two press. <laughs> um, uh, especially if you, you come down the, the, this way, you know, if any showings down this way in the Jersey, New York uh, area, I'd, I'd love to see it. I know. I want a damn 4K release, bro. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. So we, we, at the end of these, we like to go over our list. In the first season, we covered 20 sitcoms and then we ranked them in a list based on our favorites of the shows not of highest quality i think at the end of this season we will probably go a quality list is what we've discussed yes but for now this is our favorites in order so what were your top 10 start with your favorite okay my top 10 currently is modern family mary tyler moore honeymooners friends bob newhart odd couple night court News Radio, Raising Hope, Living Single. That's my 10 All right. currently. All right. Now. That was 1 to 10, by the way. Yes. Favorite to 10. Uh, yes. What, uh, where would Everybody Loves Raymond fall for you in that list? Well, I'm, I'm curious for you, sir, being that this is not one of necessarily your favorites, 
Where would you rank this on your list? All right. So my, let's see, what are my top 10? Well, let, yeah, get, let's go over your, your top 10. Night Court, News Radio, Friends, Raising Hope, Honeymooners, Bob Newhart, The Bob Newhart Show, F Troop, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and Modern Family. Is that 10? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's my top 10. Okay. D- here's the question. Does Everybody Loves Raymond meet your top 10, or where does it fall? Does it breach the top 10? It does not breach the top 10. It hits wow. number 11, though. Okay, this one goes up to 11. This one get, falls right between... For me, Modern Family and the Munsters, which I think is still a respectable spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just out of the top 10 for me. It's a show that I enjoy it. I, I, I get a few good laughs out of it. I like some of the characters. A few of the characters are not that interesting to me, but the ones that mm-hmm. are kind of make up for it. And I don't know. The... The rewatchability for me is not amazing for some reason on this show. Maybe because it is so subtle. And I I don't know why I never... I like it, but I don't love it, if that makes okay. sense. Um, so everybody loves Raymond, but Jay likes I, it. I like Raymond. <laughs> I don't love Raymond. I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's just so mundane. And I don't have kids. No, I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. So that's perhaps maybe some of the things that they focus on a little heavy that I don't relate to. And that's not right. A, that's not a knock against the show. That's just not my no, life. It's, it's just you don't relate to those right. aspects of the show yeah. as others might. But Robert, Marie and Frank kill me. On yeah, this they show. steal the show. So, yeah, they, they, I, I totally agree. Those three characters steal the show. Mm-hmm. And. It could be done with a look, a, a very quick line, like you know, like as you gave from <laughs> from, from Frank, you know, from uh, you know, from Peter Boyle, or you know, just, just even sometimes just like uh, they they just walk into the room, just their presence. Well, you also makes know something that funny. you also know that I love a little more edge to a show. This yes. is this is a very smooth edge show. There's not a lot of oh, very much so. Uh, very, there's very not a so. lot of that, you know, bite. Uh, actually, in the bloopers, a lot of those one-liners that Ray threw out, you know, a lot of them are kind of uh, dirty or derogatory, but none of that stuff ever really worked its way into the show as much. Right. In fact, they go kind of go out of their way to, and I don't know if there's that, the episode where, like, Ray's talking to Frank about using terms like fairy and fruit. And, you know, has the conversation with him. Like, when you say those things, you mean gay, right? But at the same time, in the bloopers, Ray's making the same kind of joke. So I don't know if at some point there was the turn where maybe they got some flack for something they said on the show. Yeah, that, that's and they, possible. And they used Frank as the, the character to to talk about it. Yeah, just like an Archie Bunker. Right, you know, like, right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's got... It's got some edge in Ray's humor. It seems here and there there are sexual jokes and stuff, but they never oh, quite the, they never quite get over that hill of like offensive. And I I feel like I need a little bit of 
offensive in my in my show. It, 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 it's funny, actually. The the one episode where, um, in fact, with the you know uh, the the Halloween episode with the you know, Frankenstein giving out the condoms, mm-hmm. they do never they never say the word condom. Mm-hmm. They, they they don't say yeah you know, what it's for multicolored. They, they there's like yeah. multicolored medallions or coins yeah. or whatever. And, and, and they and they don't necessarily say sex. They allude to all the things. It's just like the Seinfeld, like the contest. You know, they're talking about masturbation, but they never say the word masturbation. In fact, in that final scene of that episode where Ray is screaming out the window at the trick-or-treaters, like, hey, did you get candy from Frankenstein? Because he wants it's to like find one of the... Track- he wants to find one of the kids that has one of the condoms. Yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Deborah's falling asleep on the bed and he keeps tapping her. No, no, no. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. No, no, no. <laughs> I wonder if Cosby was like, why is he waking her up? <laughs> <laughs> Line of the episode. <laughs> but um, you don't need her awake. What are you doing? But like like you said, yeah, it, it's it, that type of edginess. Yeah. But it, if you're looking for that, it's not going to be that that <laughs> they, they, they will they will go about things in a way that you understand right things that they're alluding to right but they like i'm don't a lesbian oh my god i'm a lesbian <laughs> yeah i like but, it i just don't love it uh, but okay. I, now i want to know where you uh you're gonna plop this yeah again this is where you and i very different on the uh the the, the scale here i Okay, yes, I'm married. I have no kids. But I did grow up in an Italian family. <laughs> so, More Italian than this family. <laughs> well, yeah, an actual Italian family. But, um, but like, I can definitely relate to a lot of things in this show. Not necessarily personally me sometimes, but also... Yeah, you know, I have a lot of friends that are Italian. I have a lot of. Do you so, have a lot of siblings? No, I, I'm an only child. Oh wow, that is unusual for an Italian family, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was one of those, but um, oops. <laughs> but 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 you anyway. were an oops. I was a like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually putting this. Yeah, you you, you want to take a guess? Your number one was Modern Family, and that was a show you're you were new to when we watched it. So if that, yes. I, I feel like you might put this at number one, but I'm not positive. And th- th- this is my debate: Does it become the one, or is it the two? Well, that's because I mean you adapted to Modern Family so fast, yes. That I feel like it might be easier for you to shift it down. And I think that is what I'm going to do. So you would have more nostalgia for this than you would Modern Family. Yeah, so for me, actually, this becomes my top top sitcom. So your number one and number two are my 10 and 11, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think that your, my one and two were lower in your 10s, right? Night Court and News Radio were what numbers for you? Seven, eight. Okay, so yeah, those are flip-flopped. But the ones in between, I think, were similar, which is interesting. And, and, and I will say this. I've been looking at my list... And I think my list will change by the next time we do it. Because and again, if like I said, Night Court and News Radio, m- more edge. 
Oh, definitely. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's there's that's definitely an interesting juxtaposition I, I think, in I our think humor types. Particularly news radio. Because revisiting that show, I forgot how funny it was. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, tell them what we're doing next week. In case well, you couldn't get the hints and the winks and the well, butt tickles. Well, since we just visited <laughs> with Raymond, I, I guess we'll visit with Doug Hefferton uh, next time. Go around the corner. Are they both in Queens? No. Actually, Raymond lives on Long Island. Oh. Yes. He, he lives on Long Island. While, uh, what, what you call Doug lives in Queens. Yes, we are going for the King of Queens. And yes, we will discuss that last episode that it seems both of us are a, a, a consensus on what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> One of the dumbest. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about King of Queens, which is one of my favorite shows. Which yes, I find interesting. I, I really that enjoy too. That's a spinoff of Raymond, which is a show that I'm kind of neutral toward, and you love. And the spinoff yes. is one of my absolute favorites that I don't know that you're super into. And I don't want to know right now until next week what you think of this okay. show. But 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 I will say both of these shows very well cast. Oh yes. <laughs> and but we'll get into that cast. Next week, actually, I believe we are looking for Tuesday. Yeah, we're playing a little catch up, so. Yeah. All right. Well, give the peeps the uh, the tweets and the emails and the dick pics and I mean the <laughs> the, the dick fan dick pics. No. Um. Well, if you wanna reach out to us at sitcom my face, you could email us at sitcom my face at gmail You could go to our uh, page on Facebook, facebook.com slash sitcom my face, and if we ever decide to put anything on Twitter, and if Twitter is still there. Then get us at sitcom my face. If you see a blue check mark pop up, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't paying eight bucks a month, Elon. <laughs> now, if, if you want to hit uh, Jay up uh, on Twitch, where can they reach you? Twitch.tv slash Bidwell Fog. You can also uh, search us on YouTube. We don't have the domain name yet, but you can find Sitcom My Face there. And you can find right. my personal page on YouTube uh, slash Bidwell Fog, I believe, or search Noob Sweat with JJ Bidwell. That's my gaming channel. Yes, N-O-O-B. Yes. It's like Boob and Sweat, but Noob. I <laughs> get it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, uh, on Twitch, am twitch.tv slash netnick191. The only thing I seem to put out there are these shows. So, <laughs> Our positive vibes, Nick. Positive yes, vibes. positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, like, we are just, you know, so you guys all know, we are looking into some alternative uh, routes also to uh, reach you all. So, yeah, to be discussed in the future. Mostly cameras in your bathroom, but yeah. yeah oh wait, was yeah, I not supposed to tell him that part? Damn it! <laughs> well, I'm you know. not good at this. Ugh. <laughs> well, make some room on your face, because uh, I think some people want to sitcom it. Yeah, yeah. And until next time, please do sitcom my my face, my filthy, filthy face. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Don't put those words in and you won't find us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good night. Good night.